Precious Holy Ghost, without you, we are completely clueless, groping in the darkness. This evening, we receive the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of you. We ask that you open our eyes, that we see wondrous truths from your word. Let Jesus alone be glorified. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. All right, we want to thank God for all the teaching series we've been having so far. I will continue to encourage you because this is something I do. And even though by the privilege of God's grace, I am the vessel through which these things are administered, I will be in a huge deception to think I have heard. I go back. I'm not saying this to impress you. I am saying this so that you can be encouraged that you yourself will need to have a way, a system to revisit God's word. We want to thank God for the teaching series in the month of August, Unmasking Unbelief, completely life-changing. And I pray that in your life, through your life, in your family, and concerning everything that pertains to you, mighty works shall be done. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you are the one who will enter into the fullness of God's rest, and your life will be an example of a life of someone who walks in absolute trust, confidence, and faith in the infinite power of his majesty. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right, we are beginning a brand new conversation this evening and we have titled it Armed for Glory. Armed, dressed, kitted, fully decked up for glory. We are going to be on this series, If Jesus Starries, in the month of September we are going to have the Bible Town all at the end of the month, and we will be on this same series into the month of October. We are not going to rush it. We are going to take it layer upon layer, line upon line, precept upon precept. Now, let me say this to someone just to encourage you. The moment you tune to a teaching and you appear full, the best you can get is minimal education. God's word was not designed to educate anyone. Education is done in schools by lecturers and professors. This is a communication of life. And every time you hear a topic and a voice comes to lie to you, now this is what I practice. Whenever I'm listening to a man or a woman of God, and they say, today, for, let me give you a perfect example. Today, I am going to be speaking to you on unbelief. Now, if I come and say, ah, I am PD. I just finished dissecting or masking or what does he or she want to teach. Immediately, I hear that voice. Let me tell you what I do. Because the enemy will always do this. Immediately, I hear that. That is when I pay extra attention because there's something the enemy is scared of. There's something the enemy is scared of. The topic we're about to delve into all through September and October is one I am 100% sure unless you're a new convert, you are not 
hearing, interacting with for the first time. I want to plead with you, if possible, assume zero prior knowledge and say, precious Holy Ghost, I am ready to learn of you afresh. I want fresh insights, fresh life, fresh revelation. It is the hungry that are filled. All right, it is the hungry that are filled. And let me tell you another reason why you must be comfortable hearing things you've heard again. You are growing. You are growing. The person who heard that, it's like giving your two-year-old a book to read and giving the same child the book to read when they are five and the same child the same book to read when they are seven, nine, eleven, eighteen, twenty-one. They eat the same book, but the, the, the extent to which they can draw and pull, even if the content has not changed, the fact that this person is growing, they're already seeing more experiencing more, pulling more. How much more with the living word of God that is actually living? Oh, glory to God. Hmm. Armed for glory. We're going to be talking about the believer's armor over the next few weeks. And this evening, by God's grace, we are going to lay the bricks. Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13, verse 11 to verse 14 is our anchor text. Of course, you know we have to go to Ephesians chapter 6 also. But we want to lay the bricks. I want to encourage you to settle down as we begin to delve into the riches of the wealth that God has in store for us. Romans chapter 13, please get your Bibles, get your notepads. You are not watching a show. You are learning God's word. Demonstrate that readiness to receive. If you are using a device, an electronic capture device, find a way to ensure notifications don't distract you. Take good notes, open the scriptures, and let's delve in together. Romans chapter 13, I read from verse 11 to verse 14. We are going to read this every week till we are done with this series. There is something here for us, and we will not miss it. You will not miss it. I will not miss it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Romans chapter 13 from verse 11, I read from the New King James. It says, and do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. I believe this is an instructive, prophetic beckoning to the body of Christ today. It is high time to awake out of sleep. It says, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. In light of this information, he says, Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. If you have a paper Bible, I want you to underline the armor of light. If you have an electronic Bible, you're going to have to highlight the verse, which is fine. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Verse 13, let us walk properly as in the day, 
not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Verse 14 says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. I don't want you to just, to just speed through verse 14. There is something there for you. It says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put, be fully dressed. Don't put on a face cap. Put on a shirt. <laughs> Boy, you know, just meditating on this, I, I was reminded again on a lot of pictures that trended on the internet during the, the lockdown period of, of people who will show up for meetings, Zoom meetings, Teams meetings, all these virtual meetings, virtual interviews, if you are going for a physical board meeting or interview, if you are a guy, you are decked up. You wear your shirt. You wear your tie. You wear your suit. You have your nicely, <laughs> nicely ironed pants. You have your shoes. Everything is looking prim and proper. If you are a lady, you are, you are looking business or business casual, looking smart and ready. However, welcome to the... <laughs> Virtual meeting age. You is just top up that needs to look formal. Down there, pajamas, you'll be shocked. <laughs> you'll be shocked. You'll be very shocked. And I'm reading this verse, and it, it's 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 almost occurring to me as though Paul is saying <laughs> this life is not a virtual life. You are going to need to put on the whole armor of light. Why? I, I'm jumping the gun a bit now, but we will flow with the leading of the Spirit. If you do not pay attention to your full kit, if you wear your shirt and you don't wear your suit, if you wear your pants and you don't have a belt, if you sealed up looking prim proper but you don't have shoes on, if you have shoes on and you are missing an item, Paul is saying that as far as human physical dress sense is concerned, that might pass. But in the realm of the spirit, your decision not to be fully clothed, fully dressed, fully armed, fully catered, it says what it does is it makes provision. It gives a loophole for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. I almost want to read this, <laughs> this verse again. Looking at my time, we are laying the bricks. Let's, let's, let's read it. It's God's word. This is where the real power is. It says, and do this, knowing the time that now it is high time. In the Greek, it says the hour, the hour. To awake out of sleep. For now our soteria is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. We've joked enough. We've played enough. We've done church enough. We've done all these, all these funny things enough. Religion enough. It's time to wake up now. Let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Boy, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on. Can we can, pause? Pause. Can we read verse fourteen together? Can we? I can hear you. I can see you. I'm literally there in your couch. I can see you in the couch in the living room. I can see you in the bedroom. I can tell you what you are wearing. <laughs> and I'm not. And I'm not joking. I can. 
but I'm not here to scare you. Let's just, let's just follow God's word. I can see you in the kitchen. You that just said pity did not see me. I can see you. I can see what you are wearing now. I can see your... Let me, not, let me not scare anybody. Can we read verse 14 together? Verse 14 together. I will allow you to, to go back and grab your phone. So you can really see that I can see, I can see you. I can see you in that... Where my hand is pointing to, I've literally scared that person. I need to stop. All right. Verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Somebody say glory to God. All right, our second anchor text, please, we are not in a hurry at all. We are going to delve deep into this. Now you know why we cannot rush and gloss over this. We can't teach you how to knot a tie and not teach you how to wear a belt. We can't teach you how to wear a belt and we, we won't teach you how to lace your sandals. I'm speaking prophetic metaphors now. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to verse 13 is our second anchor text. I'll, I'll read this quickly and then we'll come back to this as we round up this evening. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the complete armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Now, knowing what we just read in Romans 13, it makes sense why Paul will say, put on the full arm of light, the full arm of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the stratagems, the deceptive cunning devices of the devil. Verse 12, which is a popular verse in Christendom, that for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you, in case you did hear in verse 11, wherefore take, now that you have an idea of what you are confronting, wherefore take unto you the full complete arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Glory to God. Mm. My assignment this evening is to do groundwork to plow the ground to to get the nursery beds ready for the fire <laughs> that the lord is about to drop into our spirits over the course of the coming weeks if you're writing a couple of points we want to settle this evening just three or four of them very basic points that will instruct the way the Spirit of God is leading us this evening. Number one, you might want to write this down. The gospel is simple, but not simplistic. You can be sure I am going to explain. The gospel is simple means it, it, it's not rocket science. You, you don't need a PhD in anthropology you don't need a master's in linguistics to be able to interact with the life and the spirit but hear me 
the gospel is not simplistic. Simplistic means we have reduced it to mere things. And I'm going to give you a very good example. Paul here, and I believe the Spirit of God is, is emphasizing on us before we delve into it now. Don't say me, I'm an helmet guy. I'm a, my helmet is intact. I'm a, I'm a Thai guy. Me, I'm the breastplate. Just that, that belt won't leave it for them. We have overcompartmentalized and overdivided this one message, this glorious truth of an all-encompassing life of glory that scripture makes vividly apparent to us and offer fully paid for by the blood of Christ. Hmm. So yes, it's simple, but it's not, it's not simplistic. You know, I, I, I say this a lot. And I'm going to give you this free, free, what do I call it now? Free is not an advice. You know, when you meet a very great person, when you meet someone who has done and achieved great things, if you have time and you want to learn from them, you know, many people don't know or have not been taught how to ask great people questions. Someone has a, a, an opportunity, five minutes, five minutes, with the number one person in your field, in your, in your career, the highest performer, well-decorated, exemplary decades of achievement. And you begin to see people ask questions like, what's the one thing that is responsible for your success? Hear me. There is no successful person in the world that one thing <laughs> was responsible. That's one of the biggest wastes of access. What's the one thing? It's not one thing. You are, you are, it, it, it might be a simple set of, of disciplined formulas that they've adhered to. It is, it might be simple, but it's never simplistic. If you have one minute or if you have five minutes, if you don't have a lot of time to, to ask them questions about, can you walk me through your journey? If you could start all over again, what are the things you would do differently? Those are questions you ask great people. What are the biggest impacts? What are the biggest mistakes you've made? What are the lessons you've learned on your journey? Not tell, you are not a blogger. <laughs> you are not trying to publish an article or to generate clicks. You are trying to learn, glean, and have life improvement, life transformation. You are, and, and, and someone is saying, PD, what if I have only one question to ask? And I have one minute. I'm going to give you this cheat question. If you have time, learn as much as you can. If you don't have a lot of time, you just ask them, what is the one question you always hope people will ask you, but somehow they never get to? If you meet a real great person, the person will smile. And you will have made a contact. When this tip works, remember to send your prophet offering. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I'm just joking, right? But, but yeah, take that. The gospel is simple, but it's not simplistic. Every time we interact with scriptures, we must not come as though we are looking for a, a formula book where they say, ah, it's grace, I found grace. Then you run away. Oh, it's faith, I found faith. You run away. Ah, unbelief is... Ah, I've, I've, oh, it's thanksgiving. They said it's praise. See, settle down. Settle down. Everything that makes for your victory, settle down and say, yes, Lord. We have too many people using 
Back in the days, we used to have this, when exam seasons are near, we used to have these tiny books. I think they call them key points. Many people are bringing a key points approach to a book. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you were to live 500 years, you cannot finish the treasures, the wealth. Settle down. Enjoy the journey. Partner with the Spirit of God and start unveiling mysteries, entering into rest folder by folder, area by area, deleting, blotting, pulling out everything that is in similitude of unbelief and, and, and with layers of, of, of journals of faithfulness. Just settle down, unlock all of these mysteries, enjoy them. Revelation comes, light dawns, your life is proof that God's word is true. Settle down. Don't, don't be in the camp of those looking for the one thing. I found it. Ah, it's just it's God's mercy. If you can understand mercy, leave, leave every other thing. The gospel is simple, but not simplistic. Ephesians chapter 3, I read from verse 8 to verse 10. And the reason we are saying this in preparation for a conversation on being fully armed is so that you do not pick one, one, one item. Say the sword is the most important. Leave the rest. No. We are going to pay attention to everything. Because if everything is not important, it won't be telling us about it. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 to verse 10. It says, to the intent. Let me. I'm really going to verse 10. I'm really going to verse 10. Please. I, I, we don't just read God's word because it's Bible study and we want to be seen. No. We, we are trusting, we've prayed for revelation. And now let's settle down and receive it. Please allow me to read from verse 8, from the New Living Translation, and then I'll go to the real verse 10, which is what I want to read. Ephesians chapter 3. It says, Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures. Somebody say endless treasures. Not one, not one. Endless treasures available to them in Christ. Hmm. Verse 9, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan. Please don't miss next week Sunday. Let me just beg you in advance. If you were planning to stream, you want to find a way, if the room is filled, find a spot in the overflow, find a spot in the corridor, find a spot you really want to be around on Sunday. Verse 9, I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. Verse 10, it says God's purpose in all this was to use the church, was to use the church, was to use your life, was to use your family, was to use your story. Was to use your marriage, your relationship, your career, your prosperity, your entire life story to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. It says, This was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody say, Glory to God. Let me read that to us in the King James, verse 10. 
to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold, the multifaceted, the multidimensional. There is glory in all of its beauty and all of its form. God's intention is that your life with the body of Christ will be the tool of, of schooling, literally. So don't pack on one. Help me, help me look for a neighbor beside you. If you are watching alone, talk to yourself. If you are watching with kids, you'll be shocked. They are listening. If you have adults around you, if you are, just put it in the chat somehow. Say, don't pack on one. There's, 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 there's a rich variety available for you. Glory to God. Mm. Number two points. We are laying very simple bricks this evening. I want a fire to, to, to light up on your inside. So when we delve into it, you won't just say, oh, I've known Ephesians 6. I memorized it when I was in children's church. I won prizes. Um, I have a thesis on Paul. I did. Mm -mm, mm -mm, relax. There's, 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 <laughs> there's light for us. The message is simple, but it's not simplistic. It's glorious, rich variety, multifaceted wealth for you, for me. Oh, and our lives indeed, we see, you will not be the one that deprives God of his glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'm going to look straight into this camera right now and I'm speaking directly to you. You will not be the one that deprives God of his glory. In the name of Jesus, everything, every exploit that has been written concerning you, every testimony that the world is supposed to hear and say, ah, God is still alive, he's still doing great things, and you are in a place where you're not sure. Oh, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the house this evening, let there be a stirring up on your inside that you begin to take responsibility, enter into agreement at the level of your inner person, at the level of your inward man, and that you, your life, your story, that same situation that looks like a huge mountain, oh, it will end up for the glory of his majesty. If you believe it, say a better amen. Glory to God. Number two point. The danger of being improperly dressed. Improperly dressed. Im, should, should, should we say improperly or we should say incompletely? Because he, 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 on on the face value, it would seem like it's it's proper, but it's incomplete. I, I think this part is very clear from the anchor text. It says you put on the the whole arm of light. You put on Christ Jesus. Leave no provisions. Don't don't mm -mm. deck up, <laughs> deck up. You know. As we, as we prepare to get into the fullness of the believer's armor, I, I listen to pastor, and I just want to encourage you. I know you might say, oh, there's this, there's this. You will make out time for what is important for you. I want to encourage you. Please, 
The morning glow is blessing lives all over the world. Oh, my. One of the days, you know, and, and the way I, I glean from pastor is very dangerous. I hear what he's saying, what he's not saying. When he mentions something in Hebrew, something in Greek, I am listening with 10 antennas. <laughs> sucking, sucking, drawing, pulling, sucking. Uh, see, if pastor ever feels tired after morning glow, it is that boy in Canada that is pulling, pulling. He mentioned something in passing. He was reading from Ephesians chapter 6. And he said Paul was there in his prison cell. He looked at the guard that was manning his post. And he just had that revelation of the realm of the spirit. That the believer is at war. But the believer is not fighting to win. The believer has won. You have victory. But you show up fully dressed. And he looks at that Roman soldier and picks a revelation of the spirit of how the believer in Christ is supposed to be armed and decked up to put on Christ. Boy, light it me. To the glory of God, this, this teaching series, the Lord gives us the year before. When pastor said that, it was, it was fresh light. Fresh light for me. Number two points this evening, the danger of being improperly or incompletely dressed. You know, there are a lot of military quotes. Military quotes. The military, they have some amazing quotes. I, I read one recently. There is no difference between 99% and zero. Ah, that one moved me. <laughs> There's no difference between 99% and zero. The kinds of things... <laughs> There's no difference between 99% and zero. You go all in. Boy. Boy. See, hear me. You might not believe it now, and we might not look like it now. But I can tell you for sure, God is raising a solid, strong army with and for us. I'm going to say that. I will say it anywhere. And, and it's okay if you're laughing at me today, because Ray, what? Um, army? <laughs> you just wait and watch what the Lord is doing and building. Glory to Jesus. The danger of being improperly or incompletely dressed. There is a parable, a story that Jesus told in Luke, Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. I'm going to read from verse 16. Luke chapter 14 from verse 16. It says, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper. Jesus communicated very deep kingdom mysteries using simple stories. And his disciples, the ones with access, would come and say, Master, and he says, unto you it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. He says, a certain man made a great supper and invited. The, old, the, the, the word there is old English for invite. He bade many, called many, sent invites. And he sent his servant at supper time. Supper time. Please follow and let's, let's I think let's, let's pay a bit attention to this. To say to them that we're bidding, those who were invited. He says, come for all things are now ready. That's the word for someone. Come for all things are now ready. Verse 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. I can't remember what conference I was following recently. Okay, I remember now. I remember. I think it was 
I just tuned in. I think it was actually two or three years ago. And the man of God said, boy, I've never heard it like that. He said, where there is no love, there will be excuses. I paused. I went to write it down. And I said, Lord, have mercy. He said, where there is no love, there will be excuses. And I just played it back in my head. Where there is excuse or where there are excuses, what is missing, it's tough. See, we are entering into military lane now. God is, I have switched our gears. You better wake up. <laughs> Remember where we started from? From the days of playing and joking and civilian living, over. They began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. God, you blessed me. Thank you for the prosperity. Your servant declared it's a year of jubilee. My debts indeed were canceled. Now I have businesses. I'm sorry, Lord. You know, I'm just, I'm very important. I have to, you know. I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. We just imported these amazing tools. They arrived from China, from Taiwan. You know, we are, we are, we are ready to enter into full-fledged production now. I will have loved, I know I RSVP'd, but you know, I need to go verify that the equipment are ready and good to go. It says, I pray they have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife. <laughs> I like this guy. Therefore, I cannot come. He says, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, go out quickly, quickly, quickly. Of course, this is very metaphoric, very prophetic. I believe you know that by now. But let's pause a little bit. This is supper. Are you really going to check that piece of ground in the night? This must now begin to point to you that this is not a normal night. The yoke of oxen, five, <laughs> that you just ordered. The only person that maybe had anything to do at night was the, the newly married guy. Where there is no love, there will be excuses. Where there is no love, there will be excuses. Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in either the poor and the maimed and the old and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded and yet there is room. Ah, precious Holy Spirit, help us. I'm trying not to, we are, we are just talking about incompletely dressed, right? But can you see what is going on here? The first invitees excused themselves out. The next opening, we got people who maybe shouldn't have been qualified. We got them in, but there was still room. Boy. And then at the third call, at the third feast, I'm speaking very deep prophetic language now. And the Lord said unto the servant, go into the highways and the edges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Boy, let's just move on. It says, for I say unto you that none of those men which were bidding shall taste of my supper. So the ones who are resvp they should forget it. 
It says, and there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and then said to them, you can continue from verse 26. But this, this story succinctly captured by Dr. Luke here, we have another rendition of it by Matthew. Now remember what we said. If the gospel were simplistic, we wouldn't need four gospels. This God is so beautiful, so infinite, we can't finish capturing him. He's designed it so much that with all of the life in his word, he has ensured that his word is living. Hey, So that when you think you've interacted with it in its fullness just yesterday, you show up today and you meet a full, living, fresh, new word. Four views. Four views to the gospel. In fact, the, the book of John, boy, there's so much. John literally ends his gospel by saying that. Paraphrasing now. We have only carefully curated a few things just to convince you that this is really the Son of God. If we were to document everything, it says that the world will be filled with books, boy. And Jesus is saying that you and I will do greater. We better wake up. Anyways, the, the, the objective priority of Matthew's gospel is to present Jesus. Predominantly writing to a Jewish audience that this is your king. This is your Messiah. This is him. Not someone else coming. This one, this is him. So he's showing us the character of this story from the perspective of the king. Luke has just given us a nice orderly account. Let's read this from Matthew chapter 22 and verse 1. The danger of being incompletely or improperly dressed. Remember what he says in Romans, you put on Christ fully. Lest there be any provisions. You have a breastplate, you lack a belt. You have a belt, you don't have a helmet. You have helmets, you don't have loins girded. You have loins girded, you don't have feet shut. Ah, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Matthew 22, because of our time, We'll gloss through it. The, there's, there, there's just so much. Every word of Jesus is rich. <laughs> How do you gloss through? <sighs> mm. I pray for you that God will plant in your heart an insatiable honor and love for his word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, you didn't, you didn't hear me. You didn't receive that. I'm going to pray for you again. I pray for you that God will plant rooted deep in your heart an insatiable love and honor for his word. In the mighty name of Jesus. The rendition in Matthew, because of time, you can read from verse 1 all the way down to verse 14. Verse 14 is very popular. Many are called, but few are chosen. It gives us an insight into the character of the king. It is true that the prophecy is that many will come. It is true that multitudes will fling or throng in. Yes, it is true that the ones primarily with the invitation by covenant said no. It is true that this thing has been opened up to a new nation and there was still space. It is true that there is an unveiling of the glory for the third feast and there is a massive ingathering. It says as that happens, the character of the king is going to be checking for those who are 
putting on Christ and putting on Christ fully. And he sees someone there and he says, I know we opened this thing up. Your, your appearance like this, you're not the only person <laughs> that we, we rebirth in. Others found something. Mike, boy, this is you, boy. I am hoping you will see it. He's saying, I am a king. I'm the one that prepared the feast. I am the one that, 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 I am the one. I am the one that I have clothes outside in all sizes. You, your, your, your insistence on appearing like this is not because you didn't know or you didn't have access to the right attire. You, you just be, this is blatant, boy. I mean, all things. When I said all things are ready, I was not talking about your three-course meal, including your talks, including your helmet, including your breastplate, including your shield, including your sword. I got everything ready. You saw others taking out time to put on, <laughs> to put on Christ. You, you, you. <laughs> you know, some of you heard what I, I, I said without saying. May the Lord forgive you also. <laughs> In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hmm. Please, I don't want you to joke with this. I don't want us to joke with this. Number one, it's simple. It's not simplistic. We are going to contend for the fullness. We will never, oh, I love that song so much. We will never settle for less. We know there's more that's found in you. It's in you, Lord. It's in you. We know there's more that's found in you. What a sound. What a sound. Don't give me palliatives. Don't just, don't just tell me take this. Hear me? <clears throat> Boy, go and, go and sit down on our anchor text again. It says those days are over. The days of undoubt Christianity. The days of, of palliative Christianity. The days of I knock on the door, I receive a blessing, I sow a seed, I receive a prophecy. It says wake up, wake up that we are closer than ever before. All of the times that the prophets have spoken about, all of see, boy, this is the moment it is done now and God is sending this timely word that there will be those who will be armed fully decked up, fully dressed for glory. And I believe I am speaking to those people this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say glory to God. Mm. Number three point, and this is where we wrap up this evening. Having done all to stand. <laughs> stand. Having done all to stand, stand. I think it was Deep Treasures Part 4. The place of prayer. You know, that PJ alluded to this. And she gave an example of a military person who, um, you know, you've done all, you've gone to the gym, you've gotten ready for war, and on the day of the battle, you are, you are missing in action. You know, as she gave that illustration, ah, I, I received the revelation. I said this, having done all to stand and not standing. I have seen it. I have experienced it firsthand. It, it gave me flashbacks, almost, I won't call it traumatic stress to the glory of God. The Lord saw us through that phase. In medical school, my, you have back-to-back, -back, boy, I, I know some people are watching now and are saying, PD, please, can I use an, another example? Majority of people don't understand, so let me use it. You have anatomy, 
this big. You have biochemistry, this big. That's even part one. In, boy, there's a certain one. Five days, back to back. Five big courses. Microbiology, pathology, preventive and community health. I, I can't even, boy. All big, 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 big. Let me tell you something we saw. You will see people who will read, 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 read to stupor. Having done all to stand. They are not there. They've, they've, they've been knocked out. They are asleep. You see people rushing into the hall looking like somebody just woke them up from, from, from 50 years of sleep. How do you read that much? And on the day of the exam, you slept off. I can hear what some of you are saying. It says it's their village. <laughs> it says, if you've done all to stand, you've now dressed up. Say, stand, show up. Show up. That armor of light, shine it. There's so much darkness around you. That, 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 that stance of glory, that, that, that victory pose. Take that stand. Don't be a, 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 a coward believer. Shy we. Jesus' name, God bless you. <laughs> See you. Hey! What's that song by Ron Kenoli? We're going up to the high places. <laughs> Whether you're expecting, we're going up to the high places to tear the devil's kingdom down. If you're scared by what I'm saying right now, there's unbelief in your heart. You don't know who your Jesus is. You don't know that he's the Lord of hosts. You don't know that he's the boss. Boy, 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 boy. You don't know he's the boss of them. When he's using his body to school principalities and powers, he's the head. We're going up. Having done all to stand, we stand, we show up. Having prepared and studied, we show up. Having gymed and exercised, we show up. We fight from victory, not for victory. The believer in Christ is already victorious. But thanks be to God who always, 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 but that you will not be armed for glory. Nah, you've made provisions. I hope someone is getting the light this evening because ideally we should just go into the this of that, the that of, let's settle it in so that you know, you begin to see a picture of yourself in the spirit and what you look like. Irrespective of your height, the color of your skin, your gender, God has a general on the surface of the earth. God has a general in that family, in that street. There's someone everyone can count on. He says, we have someone there, forget it. They're, they're safe. They're safe. We have someone there. Oh, may, may, may everyone not regret counting on you. May, may everyone not regret assuming and saying, we, we thought we had someone there. May it not be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I was listening to a man of God say that the reason why Abraham did not over-negotiate for Sodom and Gomorrah, he made assumptions. <laughs> he made assumptions. Lot. He's righteous. I know. I expect his wife, two people. <laughs> At least the new covenant con confirms that Lot was a righteous man. His righteous soul was vexed. So we'll, we'll count Lot. I expect his wife. He has daughters, two of them. They are grown up and they're engaged. So plus four. How many have we counted? Abraham did the math. The Lot I raised, at least 
if he can't win his city, he can win his home. Hey, B, Papa, hey, B, big assumption. He, he should have negotiated for one or two. A.B., <laughs> Papa Abraham was counting on lots. He says, we have someone there. Everyone, everyone looked. He said, no, we have no one there. I pray for you. And I pray for us as a family. As everyone is looking at the nation Canada, looking at the nation Canada, looking at the continent, North America, saying we have men there, we have women there. We have, we have, we have, we have an army there. May we arise in the fullness of that stature and begin to bring the glory that is fitting for our king in the mighty name of Jesus. Having done all to stand, 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 stand. I, I, there's this Bruce Lee quote I've used now. I've used it like, I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing it. All right, so... Um, I don't want to, to say that one. I want to say another one. I've updated, upgraded. You know, um, I heard this recently. I'm trying to remember who said it now. It's obviously not mine. It's Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. You know? And it said, okay, I remember. I remember where now. It was said that Bruce Lee's trainees, proteges came to him. I said, this training and rigorous training you are giving us. When we are training, we are training as if we are going to kill a million people. But when it's now time for you to teach us, you are teaching us about peace. You are teaching us about wholeness. You are teaching us about, you know, energy, calmness, all these things. And, and someone said, what's going on? And this is what Bruce Lee said. <laughs> you know, I love that first one so much, I still want to say it. Someone is saying, Pity, move on, it's gone. Okay, it's gone. It's gone. And, and it, this is what Bruce Lee told his, his followers. He said, it's true that I'm training you to be warriors now because I would rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener at the war front. I would rather be dressed, ready, armed for glory and then enjoying my victory than being on the war front I am now gardener. My, you have become roasted <laughs> Roasted. Someone said, We thank God for pity. Finally, he has a new Bruce Lee line. <laughs> Glory to God. Having done all to stand, 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 stand. I believe, don't quote me, I believe it is in December. We are going to do a deep dive character study on Saul of Tarsus. But for us to really appreciate and have insight into what we are going to be studying in the coming weeks, we must shine a little bit of light on Ephesus, which we did, I believe it was Deep Treasures Part 3, I believe so. Do you have imposter syndrome? And, 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 and we saw that on Paul's third missionary journey, he gets to the city of Ephesus, meets believers, and this time he's not making assumptions. He is, he's asking them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, holy what? He said, eh. <laughs> thank God I did not assume this time. He raised 12 solid men and he began to do intense ministry. Ephesus was a unique place. It had to be in their epistle that there was this deep dive into the full armor. Remember, and, and boy, 
if you had a picture of the chronology of the New Testament, you will appreciate it more. The New Testament does, it begins in our Bibles, I believe, ordered by the Spirit, its intelligent design. No doubt, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all right, and then the Acts of Apostles and the beginning of the Epistles up until Jude, and then Revelation. Excellent. If you are to read, still in debate on which book came first, many believe the first New Testament book, timeline speaking, was James. In fact, a lot of the epistles were in widespread circulation before the Gospels were captured. Think about it for a minute. It is believed that Paul's first epistle was to the Thessalonians. Ephesians, well, if you believe Paul wrote Hebrews, that would be the last epistle. But if you believe he didn't, Ephesians was towards his later, later years in ministry. Let me read something Paul says about Ephesus in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15 is that long chapter in Corinthians about resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 32. Paul speaking, he says, If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it to me if the dead rise not? He's making a case here on resurrection. He says, forget it, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. This thing is sweet, very sweet in the message translation. Let me read verse 30 to verse 33. Don't worry, we're rounding up. Verse 30 to verse 33 from the message translation. is building a case for resurrection and it chips in an experience about Ephesus. It says, and why do you think I keep risking my neck in this dangerous work? It says, I look death in the face, particularly every practically every day I live. Do you think I'll do this if I wasn't convinced of your resurrection and mine as guaranteed by the resurrected Messiah, Jesus? Do you think I was just trying to act heroic when I fought the wild beasts at Ephesus? This is this, not like he went to a zoo he was fighting. He's talking about supernatural resistance, a pushback boy. You go sit with Acts 19. You will, you will have a, a glimpse into what he went through. And Acts 19, we shall go. Let me finish this. It says, Open it wouldn't be, by, be the end of me, not on your life. It's resurrection. Resurrection. Always resurrection. That undergirds what I do and say the way I live. If there is no resurrection, we eat. We drink. The next day we die. You know, as... as sarcastic as Paul was being here. This is how a lot of people are living. They eat. They drink. The next day, they die. Only to now go and find out <laughs> that there's still resurrection. <sighs> Acts 19. Deep Treasures, part 3. We read from verse 1, I believe, to verse 7. Today, we pick from verse 8. Paul had raised 12 men, 12 solid men, now ready to take the city, now ready to do ministry. No assumptions, no kidding, no jokes. Now I have raised people and now the city is for the taking. Acts 19 verse 8 from the New Living Translation. 
It says then, please follow. We are wrapping up, but I want you to pay attention, please. If you've been doing something simultaneously, the Lord has shown you great mercy. Right now, please settle down. Hold everything off. Turn off the, the warmer, the cooker, the micro. Turn every... <laughs> this is it. Then, having raised people, having gotten them filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, if you, if you follow from Acts 19, then Paul went to the synagogue and preached. The reason why I'm emphasizing this is because of where we started from. The hour is at hand. It's time to wake up. The days of kid glove, convenient Christianity, those days are long gone. Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. He says, but some became stubborn. There was resistance, rejecting his message publicly, speaking against the way. He says, what was Paul's response? You guys don't want, okay. Mm -mm. He says, so Paul left the synagogue. He left his weekly commitment. Please follow with light. And he took the believers with him, his 12 and those who believed. Then he held daily meetings. He met with resistance doing weekly meetings. His response, because the night is far gone, the day is fast approaching, we cannot, I see. He says he switched to daily. After he switched to daily, something began to happen from verse 11. The reason why I'm emphasizing this is because by the grace of God for I don't know how long now, maybe two years or plus, we've been praying daily as a church. It's not all those who started with us that are still with us, but they would love to join us when verse 11 happens. It says God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles and kerchiefs, aprons, garments that were taken from him merely touched his skin. They were placed on sick people. They were healed of their diseases, evil spirits, all sorts of strange, glorious, miraculous things were happening in Ephesus. A very strongly demonic city but somebody came who met resistance but he raised men got them fully armed fully decked up filled with the holy ghost was doing weekly meetings weekly meetings met with resistance converted to daily he says it was in the school of tyrannus in the nlt he says discussions at the lecture hall of tyrannus this went on for the next two years daily Guys, Zazoli Kiando Paria Kapashko Vabalatiabaya. This, this are the days. Such a huge privilege. Let me tell you, in case you have not opened your mail, God has chosen you to be at the front line of this end time army. I know you are like God. You don't know how to. You don't know how to choose. He's like you. You, you want to set yourself up. You want to set yourself up. He's like you don't like this end time address. Look at who you are raising. God is saying, "Watch my grace at work." You have been enlisted. Now you can voluntarily drop out, but you've been enlisted. Stop acting like like you don't know. 
Every time you snooze your alarm at five, you know, you know, you know, you know what you are doing. Someone is saying, PD, leave me now. PD, leave me. You, you, you said I, I will fast. Tuesday is my fasting day. I've come for you. Now I am talking to you. Tuesday is my fasting day. And the moment it is 12 o'clock, you're like, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Lest I die. <laughs> You've been enlisted. Wake up. Help me tap. Help me look at your neighbor. It doesn't matter if he's an adult, a child. Just, just, just rattle them a bit. Say, wake up, wake up, wake up. If you are watching by yourself, put it in the chat there. Type it there. Wake up. Caps, caps, caps. If you type in lowercase, I'm coming for you. Caps, all caps. Wake up. Let's look at verse 10 as we begin to wrap up this evening. It says this went on for the next two years. What God was doing in a city had continental influence. Boy, that sounds like KICC in Canada. Mm. It says so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. And then verse 11, God gave. People, it, the, the revival got so deep that people started bringing expensive occultic artifacts, gave them up to be burnt. Of course, they came for him. <laughs> Lasting impact. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. All it takes, all the decoration, all the armamentarium, and the discipline. Hear me, when we talk about this discipline, please don't, don't, don't make it look like works. Those of us doing it, we're not, we not superhuman. We're just enjoying grace. We're just enjoying grace. I'm, I can tell you fully, we are just enjoying grace. The same grace is available for you to enjoy also. Step one, turn back that alarm. Join us tomorrow at five. Step two, the, the reading plan you've, you've thrown. Church, you've vexed. Pastor, you've deleted. Hey, wake up. All those are over. If, in fact, the funny thing is when you show up and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I've not been. You don't understand. There's no time for stories. Get on the army. Get on the get Get decked up. And go, 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 go inflict some assault. We're going up. I think that's the soundtrack for this series. Tear the devil's kingdom down. Somebody say, I'm armed for glory. No, you don't sound military enough. I am. Have you heard the way they chant and say things loudly? Say it again. I am armed for glory. So, as we tie it up this evening and to prepare you for where, by God's grace, if Jesus tarries, we'll pick it up from next week, Wednesday. As we now begin to look at the components of your apparel. Not for you to pick the one you will like. Now that we've emphasized the danger of being incomplete, the devil will, if, if, boy, let's just read it. Ephesians chapter 6, we won't touch it, don't worry, just to get you ready for next week. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. 17. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, 
which is the word of God. 18, which is very much part of the armor. Praying always. Praying always. Remember the danger of incomplete decking. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. My. So you can see why Paul gets to a city and the question one is, <laughs> are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Lest we make provisions for the flesh. Lest we take soldiers with... with now, if, when I say Achilles heel, it will make new sense to you now. New sense to you now. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Mm. What a word. Thank you, Jesus. Come on wherever you are. Thank the Lord for the election of his grace. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much that you've sent us your word. You've sent us light. You've sent us illumination. It's a privilege that we, you will, you would even consider us worth investing in to be enlisted. We will look like a waste of resources, but you have, you have committed to it. That we are the ones you will use in this end time for your glory. Our answer is yes. Our answer is yes. Come on, take 30 more seconds and just thank him. Thank him. It will not be by your power. It will not be by your might. It will be by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, I am going to raise your children. I'm going to raise your sons. And I'm going to use you. The Lord is saying to someone now, don't be in a hurry to hand the baton to the next generation. I will use them, but I am not done with you. I will use your children, but I am not done with you. I will use your husband. I will set him on fire. I will use your wife. I will set her on fire. I will use your children. I will set them on fire. Oh, KICC, I speak by prophecy. I will use you and I will set you on fire. Thank you, Father, for an election of grace. We give you all the glory. Be thou magnified for in Jesus' name we have prayed. We definitely cannot end a service like this without giving someone an opportunity to make the best, greatest decision ever. To say yes to the Lordship of Christ. Today is your day. <laughs> Today is your enrollment date. Today is your day of being enlisted in the... What, what other army guarantees constant, perpetual victories and victories and victories with spoil, with spoils for his glory, for his glory, for his glory? Hmm. You have a decision to make right now, right now, not tomorrow. Right now, you have a decision to make. And I pray that your answer will be yes. I pray for you that your answer will be yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you are under the sound of my voice, you want to rededicate your life, or it's the first time you want to say yes to the Lordship of Jesus. It says the night is gone. We are done with games. We are done with church, religion, all of those stories. They called me. They didn't call me. They said my, they didn't say, all those gone. Can we turn a new leaf? Destiny beckons. I want to pray for you. If you can say this short, simple prayer with me, believing with your heart, confessing with your mouth lord jesus i believe 
you are the son of God thank you for dying for my sins thank you for taking my place in the grave thank you because victor victoriously on the third day you rose triumphantly from the dead I believe you are alive today and I ask that you come live in me I ask that you live through me and I receive the grace to live the rest of my days for you thank you for writing my name in the book of life I receive eternal life in my spirit and I confess Jesus Lord and Savior of my life glory to God I want to pray with you father in the name of Jesus I thank you for your word sent to us this evening, not just for the sound of it or the letter of it, but for the spirit and fire set up in our bones. Thank you for these sons and daughters of yours in this moment. Some for the very first time, others rededicating their lives. I ask, Father, for a supply of your spirit, a multiplication of your grace, that these ones will be established in your kingdom. They will go and grow from strength to strength to strength. They will be frontliners and key tools in this end time army to the glory of your name. We give you all the praise for in Jesus name we have prayed. Come on if you can wherever you are. I want you to jam those ends together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at KICCCanada.ca or through our website at www.KICCCanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.